0: Welcome back, everyone, um, to the Little Pieces podcast. I'm James Hammond.
1: Hi, and I'm Sharon Hoover, and we're thrilled to have you back. And today, we're super excited to have Todd Erickson with us. And Todd and his wife, Maureen, have been mission partners with us for a long time. And um, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to Maureen's episode, you need to go back one and listen to that because we had a lot of fun with Maureen. So Todd, thank you. I'm glad all is well in Guatemala that you are able to connect in with us today.
2: Uh, I'm glad to be here and and I, I hope that the signal uh, maintains uh, its strength throughout our time together today.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's always the tricky part. Hey, I, um, Heard on the news recently, and we just talked about this, about that um, the volcano that our team likes to hike up and roast marshmallows in Guatemala is um, having a little issue right now.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's active for sure. The, the the lava is flowing. When you guys have been there before, you roasted marshmallows on lava that wasn't moving. Uh, it's moving now. And so um, it's threatening some towns. It's, it's um, one of those things where we've had folks that have gone up just to the edge to see it um but uh it's i mean the lava is moving it's moving slowly thankfully so it's not really um endangering lives but it is endangering property there's some avocado farms and things like that that are in danger and that's people's welfare and well-being and so um we're we're hoping it kind of you know calms down here soon so
1: well i i had heard that lives were not at stake but you're right i'd forgotten about all the 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 croplands that are being lost and yep. those are
2: yep.
1: family farms. That's their livelihood.
2: Yep. And it's, it's impacted even um, the airport in the city. It, it was closed for a few days because of volcanic ash. So we've got to clear that off the, um, the runway. They've got to keep it out of the, the, the jet engines. Basically, it wreaks havoc in those engines. And so um, when it fills the air and it's happened a few times over our 10 years here. Um, where they've shut down the airport just for safety reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Everything's back to normal, so we can, we can still travel. Nobody's traveling, but if you want to, come on down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. Well, um, hey, thanks for joining us. We want to jump in and learn a little bit more about your your, your faith story. So can you tell us a little bit about when, um, when you first came to know Jesus?
2: I'd love to. Yeah, um, I live in Guatemala now, but I was a Northern Virginia kid. Grew up in Reston, grew up out in Warrington. And um, to be honest with you, uh, my growing up was great. I had a loving family. I had uh, uh, decent grades, had a lot of friends. Um, And one of the things that I realized in my life, um, now after the fact, looking back, was I didn't really have a lot of consequences for my actions. Um, I had two older brothers that kind of paved the way for me. Um, And so they had gotten in trouble enough that I think my parents were tired by the time I came along. And so um, I went through my high school life uh, wanting really for nothing and not really getting in trouble in terms of consequences. And that's something that helped. But that formed my perception of God. I didn't think that he really cared that much about what I was doing Um, until I dated a girl in my senior year of high school. um, And her parents uh, and she really loved Jesus. Um, It was the first time I had been exposed to to a real relationship with God. And and it was one of those things where I I decided I I really wanted something like that. Um, Well, that relationship uh, broke off, um, not for any major reason, it just did. Um, And the summer between my senior year in high school and my freshman year at JMU, um, I got arrested at a bar in Manassas. It's a long story, you don't need to know all the details. but what ended up happening for me was I was handcuffed to a, um, you know, a waiting cell block um, in a, a jail in Manassas. And all of a sudden I realized that there were consequences to my actions. And I really wondered, is JMU gonna find out about this? You know, what's gonna happen next? And that's kind of part of my story where I had one of the pieces of, of just God's love and, and what I saw from, from this family in high school and then realizing that there were consequences to my actions. I went off to JMU, Um, there were some friends of mine who uh, were believers in Jesus, um, and they kidnapped me and a buddy of mine and took us to a Christian concert, something we would have never have done, um, but we went. And I'll be honest with you, the music wasn't all that great, but the message at the end of the concert was incredible. Um, It put together all the different pieces of the gospel that I had, but didn't understand. Um, And when, They said, hey, um, if you'd like to begin a relationship with Christ, stand up. And I I stood up before I even had thought about it. Um, And so that really was my very first first step uh, was when the puzzle pieces were put together by uh, someone up front at a concert um, teaching me about the gospel. And the really cool thing was that after that concert, um, they encouraged us to get connected um, with other believers, other people who have made the same step of faith. And so uh, the very next day I went to a campus crusade for Christ or now known as CRU um, meeting. And when I walked in the room, there was a group of five or six uh, uh, college girls around a a female leader, crusade leader. And then there was a uh, a guy named Eddie Rasnick who had come over from Charlottesville to JMU to start campus crusade for Christ. He was just waiting for somebody to walk in the room, and I started getting discipled the very next day. And so, really, from that point on, October twenty third, nineteen eighty eight, until now, it's really been an incredible journey for me. And I, I feel like God really protected me and, and uh, has just been growing me up until today. So that's my, that's kind of my story. Hopefully, that that uh, that fits um, with what you were asking.
0: All right, as a Northern Virginia kid myself, I gotta, um, I gotta ask, right? So, my dad, my dad's a a assistant pastor, right? So I, I talk to him about, you know, what what does God think about this? You know, so we we have those conversations. But in my life, I don't ever, not often, do I really feel like I need God in that moment. You know, like Northern Virginia, it's not that hard to um you know you, we're we're pretty everything's uh, provided for you yeah 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 so then it sounds like you you kind of needed that kick in the butt at
2: exactly right? i needed i'm nervous I,
0: needed some... I haven't had that yet i'm a little nervous well
2: <laughs> right, no I, there's two sides of it one i definitely needed that i needed something dramatic to just kind of uh, uh open my eyes um And and it really, I really think of it like different puzzle pieces. I understood the different puzzle pieces. I just didn't understand how they, how they went together. Um, And I do think you're right, um, James, it's in Northern Virginia, in places where you've got really everything that you need, um, you you don't, you don't find yourself lacking or or needing those spiritual things. But the reality is all of us have this, this emptiness inside of us. And so, um, you know, People always say, and I agree, money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure does dull the pain for a while so that, you know, so that you're happy with with the situation that you're in as opposed to what you're really needing deep down inside. And so I don't know that everybody needs um, that uh, wake up moment, um, uh, that sometimes it can just be simply, uh the lord graciously speaking to you through through a friend over a cup of coffee <laughs> you know uh it doesn't necessarily need the, the the dramatic fashion um for me i'm glad that uh that it wasn't anything that, that that hurt anybody else that that you know caused any major damage or anything like that it was just a dramatic story that um that god used to uh to get my attention
0: that, there is okay I, i'm thinking about it while you were talking Sharon's ministry actually kind of like as I get to work with her and as you know I've been on a couple mission trips that has kind of been where I've seen something other than what I think Northern Virginia is like in my series so right yeah
2: Northern Virginia is Northern Virginia is a bubble and we don't realize we're in it until we get out of it yeah
1: <laughs> well, and I think you can say that for like all the all the American suburbs that we yeah. we have created a place that we can be self-sufficient or at least that we think that we're self-sufficient. And in that we have our, our savings accounts, we have education, we have a roof over our house. I never worry that my pantry is going to be empty. and right. And yet um, James, your point is is absolutely right that there are uh, among us we wonder, you know, how, how do I know when God is real? And I think by being able to have these kind of inter- interviews and hearing from people about how God has been active in their life, it's just like in scripture, all the different narratives, all the different stories, we learn how God is at work. And, um, by being able to do that, we don't have to live through those, those, uh, crazy times that like, thinking back on some of those biblical stories that people had to live right. through and, and, um. Yeah, so we can hopefully learn learn through those, and hopefully people are, uh, we're all, I love hearing people's testimony and how God's been at work in their lives, too.
2: And the thing is, whether it's the scriptural testimony or, or our own testimonies, we realize how God treats us as an individual, um, and he knows what we need uh, spiritually, what's going to kind of move us down the path. And so um, uh, each of us needs something um, perhaps a little bit different, and our stories are a little bit different. But yet God is, the, the, the common thread is that God is pursuing us, um, which is exciting.
0: So, and I, I was also just thinking about this, uh, you're talking about like money doesn't equal happiness or right. you think it does maybe for a little bit. Uh, my experience going to Guatemala, I mean, I'm sure you would know better than me, but a lot of the people I interacted with in Guatemala seemed seemed happier than people up here, Some like somewhat, some, Yeah. yeah
2: no I, I would I would totally agree with you. You, you, you We think that they need these certain things to be to be happy, um, but yet uh, they've, they've found a way to find joy in the simplest of, of things. Um, our lives with money it's just more complicated
0: yeah, and uh, Sam Lee that uh, our our old youth pastor who yeah. went that yeah, so he was telling me before. He was telling our like youth group before we went on the trip. He's like, "We're we're not there to like help them, right? They're like we're almost going down there to get like spiritual help from them." And right. I feel like right. I I gained more benefit going on that trip than I benefited. Like, I'm not saying that we didn't help like help. We obviously you know helped sure, yeah. out houses or whatever, but the. It made a bigger impact on me than I think I could have made on anyone down there personally, individually.
2: Right, Uh, I think James, I think all of us live in our own little worlds. Um, And sometimes we have to get out of that to see, to really have God's eyes for the rest of the world. And and frankly, you know, parts of Guatemala um, are the way that 75% of the world lives. Um, And so uh, I think we think the way we live is normal. Um, and it's really not, it's, it's, it's a, it's an exception to the 75 or 80% of the world who lives, um, really very meagerly. Um, Mm -hmm. but like you said, with, with joy. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And so Chad, as you've been in Guatemala, have you, what, what are sometimes like how, like James was saying, how we've seen God at work around us. Um, here you are serving in a place that's very different than Northern Virginia. Um, how have you seen God at work through you, um, whether it's if immediately right next to you or, or maybe through another ministry? or how have you seen God work and in use you, you in, your, in, in the kingdom?
2: Well, one of the things that, that I really love about the way God works with me is he's allowed me to see some uh, just a few things, that I'm fairly decent at, that I, that I can be good at. And one of the things, um, when you're good at it and God's helped you in it, you also tend to enjoy it. And so one of those things for me is just encouraging people, walking alongside folks and, and encouraging them and, and, and helping them to continue to move forward. And so that for me is where I see, see God work. Um, There's a great passage when Paul writes to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. He says, you are doing great. You're doing all the things I taught you to do. Um, And then the last part of that verse, he says, but I want you to excel still more. Um, And it's kind of like having a trainer at the gym who tries to get that one more repetition out of you. Um, And that's kind of what Paul's doing. And I feel like um, the time where I get to see God work is when I get to walk alongside somebody who's discouraged and, and wondering, either in their own personal walk or in their relationship with their family, how how are things, you know, what's happening here? I'm discouraged. And yet, uh, uh, if, as you walk alongside somebody, you can just excel still more. Keep, keep going. Keep your head up. Um, down here in Guatemala, I used to, um, I don't do it so much anymore, but I used to run the half marathons. Um, and for the Gosh, I don't know. Um, Probably the first 10 miles I was doing okay. The last couple of miles were always horrible for me. Um, But you would have people on the side of the road with signs and they would just be yelling, Animo, Animo, Animo. And and honestly, it keeps you in the race. And sometimes people just need somebody to, to yell Animo. We're with you. We're cheering for you. Um, and so for me, uh, uh, part of my job here um, at Iglesia del Camino is walking alongside the senior pastor who's a Guatemalan guy, um, love him to death. And honestly, I think sometimes uh, the, that pastor role is so lonely and so difficult. You carry a burden that that even other people on the staff team don't carry. And so um, every once in a while, I think he just needs to hear from me, Animo, you're, you're doing well. Keep it up. Let's 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 take the next hill. Let's continue to be faithful in what God's called us to do. And so um, that it's not very flashy or dramatic, but I feel like that is um, where I get to see God really work.
0: Yeah. You, you, I think your original testimony was flashy enough. that this question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Well, I, um, I feel like that there are not a lot of really genuine encouragers in our lives. And uh, whether it's because we're busy, whether it's because we just aren't aware of what's going on in each other's lives, I can, mm. there's such value of someone coming alongside investing enough to know how to encourage somebody and how to come alongside somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that is an amazing way an amazing gift to be able to share with others.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it, I mean, it really is one of those things where the the, the Lord leads those things, um, and so um, we don't know um, how somebody else is struggling. Um, we don't know just even what a what a kind word um, will do to to change their day, impact their day, or communicate. Frankly, you know, if, as as we all know, have a relationship with Christ, um, we have an opportunity to represent Him in the lives of other people, and so. Uh, I feel like that's what, um, I feel like that's what Jesus would do to, for us, keep it up, way to go, I love what you're doing, you know, maybe you should correct this or do that, sure, but I love what you're doing, keep it up, so.
0: So as, as like an encourager, or as someone who, you know, um, is is trying to take the burden off of, you know, the senior pastor, that like, what would you tell other people who are trying to maybe be like, man, I've really just been worried about my own thing? Because in Northern Virginia, we're all worried about our own thing, right? So how do you <laughs> how would sure. you you know advise us uh Northern Virginians, like step aside? What do you what do you say to someone? Like, hey, are you doing just simple as that? Hey, you're doing okay? Like, or I like right, what you're doing. Right. just well, straight
1: then... up like that.
2: I, I think that your first part was it, is um, t- to ask a couple of questions, um, just to know how they're doing, um, to, to kind of check in. And it's not, gosh, I, I don't think it, most of us are scared to, to go too deep or to, to step on somebody's toes. Um, but when people know that you care, um, uh, you know, they may not be willing to share it all, but, but they'll give you glimpses. Um, and, and then the other side of that, for me personally, is just responding um to god's promptings um i found from guatemala i even have a ministry to you know a number of folks in the northern virginia area um but it, it's through a text or it's through an email or through a uh you know a card that'll i send um just uh as a way to encourage um and so for me i've got to follow the follow those promptings um uh, not knowing um you know what they're going through um Sometimes I know what they're going through, but oftentimes not. And just sending a, a note of encouragement. Um, and it's been interesting because I've gotten a number of responses where folks said, hey, I got this card, you know, I sent it electronically, but I got I got this card uh, on a Thursday. And that day was just horrible for me. It was great to, to read that scripture or hear your encouragement that day. And I think, you know, what God's in charge of, of how quickly that little postcard makes it to that person. God's in charge of when it's going to show up and, and, and what's going on in their day when they get it. And so um, I just kind of leave that to him. But, but I want to ask you questions and then yeah, follow the promptings um, of God in my life to, to continue to, to reach out and you know, maintain some relationships. Because when you live far away, uh, you've got to be creative um, in, in doing that.
1: Yeah, we certainly missed being able to come see you guys um, last summer, and then we missed y'all coming yeah. here this fall. And yeah, they're definitely, uh, the the pandemic has made things complicated, at least for in person, face to face stuff, which is really Thanks. where relationships um, can be
2: built. We are we don't have tickets yet, but we are hoping that uh, we'll be back on schedule to spend September on the in the mid-atlantic um and and get some time at at least one sunday at cpc which would be great
1: and so james i know you're going to a virginia college so we will be sure and let you know so that you can come on back for that weekend sweet (laughs) so hey so one last question speaking of the pandemic or or other things that are going on where where have you seen god most recently at work in y'all's lives
2: Man, I, I feel like I'm giving you guys all the all the boring answers. Um, these aren't no the flashy boring. answers, but he, here's the here's the thing that I that I have seen through the pandemic, and even now, as you know, we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's just God's faithfulness to us, mm-hmm. um, to me personally, to my family, uh, to the church, and to other churches that we're connected with. Um, he, he, just has been there. And so when COVID was at its, at its peak, God was still the same. Um, so he had, he didn't change in the midst of that. He wasn't overwhelmed. Um, you know, when we were feeling, and I'm sure you all felt this as well, when we were feeling some quarantine or COVID fatigue and just, you know, for some folks, it was depression for other folks. It was just, I'm just tired of this. You know, when, when are we going to be out? to realize that, that God still is the same. Um, you know, that famous verse in Hebrews where he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, he's the same pre-COVID, during COVID, and after. Um, and so uh, his faithfulness um, to his people, um, you know, you read it throughout the scriptures. Um, uh, I'm doing this uh, uh, through the Bible in a year thing. And uh, right now in the midst of, of the story of Israel, Um, and you know, they're just like us and, and they, (laughs) they, they veer away, they have great times with God and then they, they decide to do something else, but through it all, God is faithful to them. Um, I just feel like if I had relationships like that, I, I would have, I would have just moved on and I'm so glad that God does not do that. And so, um, for me, um, it's been just being reminded of God's faithfulness. To me, um, to to humankind, really, um, uh, and that's something that's that's great to hold on to in the midst of of some times that have been really uh, strange at best, but very difficult for many.
0: So, even if anyone listening doesn't have an encourager like Todd, God, God can be your encourager during pandemic. Yep.
2: yep, I love it. And, and, and uh, that's, that's part of his job, right? I mean, that's kind of, he comes alongside us with that. So um, that's, that's awesome.
1: And it's that, it's that perseverance that God gives to us that um, and that sometimes it's hard for us to be dedicated and um, faithful to him. And it's just right. taking the next step. Just keep going one more day.
2: Right. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful which is amazing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and and reading about israel is certainly a good way to see oh my goodness the like, <laughs> highs and lows of that nation it's
2: just yeah yep. yeah pretty crazy for sure
1: well todd thanks so much for being with us and sharing your story um james do you have any more comments to share with us or questions
0: I think we I think we nailed this one, Sharon. I think we nailed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great guest. Well, thanks again, Todd. Thanks for being with us. And um, we look forward to sharing this and so other people can hear your story as well.
2: It was great to be with you guys. I, I, do, I like seeing you on the screen, but I can't wait till I see you in person.
1: That will be fabulous.